Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back, everyone, to the FlowTrack Podcast, flowtrackpodcast.gmail.com. You can find the show on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or on our website, flowtrack.org. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Gordon, good morning. How are you? Doing good. This was supposed to be a two-podcast week, a Tuesday-Thursday podcast, but now it's turned into a four-podcast week with the news of Shakari Richardson. Uh, the alleged positive marijuana test was... This morning, confirmed by USADA, USATF, Shakari herself. She went on the Today Show. USATF came out with a statement saying, Shakari Richardson's situation is incredibly unfortunate and devastating for everyone involved. Athlete health and well-being continue to be one of USATF's most critical priorities, and we will work with Shakari to ensure she has ample resources to overcome any mental health challenges now and in the future. And I read that statement and I'm just still flabbergasted because she Sh- could have a mental health challenges, but that is not related to weed. It's, it's just, we're pretending like she did some heinous crime with this having for her to go into public eye and, and publicly apologize and act like she just did the craziest worst thing when she did something that millions and millions of people do regularly without any repercussion because it's it's just it's so sad that we have to pretend that this is a big deal for the the quote unquote crime that she committed when it's not the only thing that she committed was an archaic rule violation and we're supposed to pretend that she she needs help and Yes, she's going through like hard times, but that's completely separate from what the reality is. The reality is she's a grown woman who is doing something that is perfectly normal. And we're now going to use an archaic rule from WADA and USADA 
to pretend that she is some bad person. And it's so stupid that they don't even want to ban her. They're going to like do fake ban that just happens to overlap with the Olympics. And there's a chance she's going to run the four by one, which just shows how even more stupid this is. Why are you banning someone if you're going to, so like you're, you're doing something so wrong that on August 2nd and 3rd, you're not allowed to be a part of our sport. But then two days later, all of a sudden you can be part of the sport at the same freaking meet. It's so stupid. Um, I just feel so sorry for Shakari and to all the people saying rules are the rules. Sometimes rules are, are wrong. And sometimes the people in power need to be told what they're doing is not right. And just because you have a rule, like I can make a rule that says every time I uh, go to the mall, I, I don't know. I'm trying to make some stupid. It's like saying like, the rules are you have to jump off the bridge if you run too fast. Hey, the rules are rules. Sorry, go j- jump off the bridge. It's so stupid. You read, you just read these reports. The US- USADA, they uh, they talked about how Shakari accepted the one month suspension, and um, this was Travis uh, Tigart's quote, the mm-hmm. CEO of USADA. He said, "The rules are clear, but this is heartbreaking on many levels." Hopefully her acceptance of responsibility and apology will be an important example to all us, to all of us that we can successfully overcome our regrettable decisions despite the costly consequences of this one to her. I'm sorry, but like heartbreaking? Yeah, it's heartbreaking because you have a stupid ass rule and they're trying to put us on her. Like this isn't hard. This is on your stupid rules that you decided to wake up and pretend it's still 1960. Like it's stupid. Sorry, I, I, I just coming out hot. You're coming out hot. Today. I, I am coming out hot. But I just, this is ridiculous, and I get it. Rules are rules, and you're playing the game of rules. And she knew the rules, but don't pretend yeah. this is heartbreaking. You're the responsible for the heartbreaking for having a stupid rule. Change your rule. If it's so heartbreaking, then why are you upholding a stupid rule? It's just oh, so frustrating. I mean, I just asked how you were doing this morning. So that was a good opener from you. Well done. Um, let's give some context, though. In this Today Show interview that posted this morning, as you mentioned, she took responsibility. She apologized. She mentioned she was dealing with the pain of um, finding out that her biological mother had passed. Um, and she learned that information uh, in an interview with, with a journalist, which we did not know or was not widely known, at least before today and she talks about she let people down again she apologized for it um you you brought up the usatf statement the usada statement as well the one month ban has been accepted which i believe that means she is going to go into that educational course which was the step that drops it from three months down to to one month but I had a similar takeaway. I don't, she doesn't need to apologize for this. And I think we do need to question the rules in this circumstance. And we need to question the punishment to the rules. Does the punishment fit the crime? And if we're saying there was no performance benefit from using this, then her missing out on the biggest meat of her career to this point, is a bit too far and i bis- i i 
hope we could be a bit more judicious about how these are applied and having a rule for rule's sake, I don't think is the best way to operate in 2021. And especially as it pertains to marijuana, we're having that same conversation outside of sports, just in general, in society, about how tightly we are regulating marijuana. And we brought up the map in the, in, on the post last night, on the pod last night, about all the different states where it's legal. So to have this situation where her one-month ban co- corresponds to the Olympics is just completely devastating at this point um, for track and field. And you can be a rules person if you want, and you can say, oh yeah, marijuana is legal, but there's it's on the ban list, so it doesn't matter. Look at all these states, it's legal and it doesn't matter. It's on the ban list. But if you're a fan of track and field, do you honestly want her not to compete? Is that... Does that make the women's hundred better? Does that make the women's hundred more fair? Now with other people who have had issues and and drug suspensions for drugs that are performance enhancing, it makes sense because you, you the argument you'd make is you'd say, hey, that person's not competing clean. They've they've they violated something that puts into doubt the integrity of the sport. They shouldn't compete. But is anybody making that argument? The only arguments I see are out there are she should have known better. She should have known better not to do it. It's an in-competition test. She should have known better. And putting aside all of the context of what was going on in her life, which difficult for most people to imagine, as, as she mentioned in an interview, but you put all that aside, I think we need to get back to the core question here is, was there a performance benefit gained from this? And there's enough actual PED usage going on in sports that I don't think this is where time, money, resources should be allocated at this point. Um, this is, and this reads like, we talked about it last night, we showed the, the language from the uh, anti-doping document. This reads more like a moral violation, right? You're breaking some sort of moral code than a performance enhancing code. Remember we brought up the the three criteria for a drug to be performance enhancing. And WADA's third point was use of illicit drugs that are harmful to health and that may have performance enhancing properties is not consistent with the athlete as a role model for young people around the world. And then it also talked about athletes who smoke cannabis could endanger themselves because of increased risk taking, slower reaction times and poor executive function or decision making. Ban drinking alcohol think, then, if you're going to have these stupid ass rules. Ban drinking alcohol, what? and you would never do that because right. yeah. Ridiculous. So my 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 point is, if you're going to have a rule that is regulating um, a non-performance enhancing substance, then the punishment should not be missing the Olympics. That's my point. Right. And you could say, well, it's got to be one month and it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be now. But I wish that we could exercise better judgment. If we're going to, if we're going to continue to test for marijuana, we need to be a little bit more judicious about whether or not that punishment actually fits the crime. And in Shakira Richardson's case, I don't, I don't think the punishment 
fits the crime. I don't think she should miss the Olympics over this. Yeah, and the reason why these the situation can continue is because our sport doesn't rely on just one person and that like the Olympics have what thousands of athletes there. How many athletes go to the Olympics? Yeah. Yeah. Thousands. Thousands. And they're like, all right, now it's 999 and you won't even notice. And the people who are going to notice are going to be Shikari fans, you know, diehard track fans, but the general public will be like, it'll be like a little asterisk. Oh yeah. By the way, Shikari's not here and it'll be like mentioned in before the race and we'll just pretend nothing. Let's just move on. And that we didn't just like ruin someone's, you know, livelihood in that moment that they worked hard for over an archaic rule that we're supposed to pretend is a rule is a rule. And if you're one of those people who just like, well, she should have known better. Rules are rules. Well, you're, you, you're also that person who comes to a party and just like shits on it and just be like, yeah, well, duh. it's just like, you're the worst type of people in this world. The, the rules are rules people. It's just like, come on, man. Let, yeah. I think that and I'm not, it, but like, we need to recognize that it's a bad rule and we need to make change and we need to change that rule. And it takes these rules or rules to apply to such a stupid situation where you're banning one of the best runners from the Olympics. And maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Maybe we should fix our rules. And, you know, I saw Kamari Montgomery tweet out, uh, hey, I had to do it. He's a, he tweeted out, like, keeping it 100. I also had to deal with this punishment. But um, Kamari, I'm sorry, but like not being able to run the month of May is not the same thing as not being able to run at the Olympics. It's very different. And that, and I think, well, and you could argue he should. Well, 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 no, but the but the argument is well, he shouldn't have had to sit out for a month either. No, he shouldn't. The but argue, like, right? The ar argument is isn't just because one person had to suffer a draconian punishment that everybody should do that. The the solution be to fix the the rule, and to make yeah, it and, equ equitable yeah. on everybody, right? Yeah. Well, but the thing is, equitable. Kamari's getting one month. Shakari's getting one month. That's not equitable because the way our I'm sport saying, works up. is one month. Don't in, level down. Yeah, it should go Level down. It should go to zero months. But like right. right now, one month in May is not the same thing as one month in the bulk of a season. And so, I just think it's just stupid. Man. If we broaden this, if we brought if we broaden this a little bit, we talked yesterday about how this is only tested for in competition. You have athletes who are promoting CBD, and I know CBD is not on the ban list anymore, but it's CBD. I remember a couple of years ago at the Olympic marathon trials, you had a runner who basically marketed himself as a runner who used marijuana frequently, right? Do you remember that? Like, yeah. this is not this is not new in sports. We've heard people talk about it openly within sports. And again, you add this into the context of what she was dealing with in her life at the time, which she explained on the Today Show, and you get you get a fuller understanding of why why this happened but again seeing seeing her i had this i had a similar feeling as you watching this of like 
she's apologizing as if she cheated and she didn't cheat. Yeah. Right. She didn't. And she, and she mentioned that in the, in the interview, she's saying that she said there will never be a steroid uh, with Shakari Richardson. Right. So she didn't test positive for steroids or anything serious. She tested positive for something that is carrying a one month ban and to watch her have to do this public exercise of remorse again it didn't match up to what her actual infraction was in my mind if i just watched that interview and i did not know it was about marijuana usage you would have been able to easily convince me that it was for something far more serious than what it was it was surreal watching it because the entire time you're like oh my goodness she made a horrible mistake she did something so bad. And then when you hear the re- the interviewer from NBC Today ingesting marijuana, you just want to be like, oh, my God. Are we watching like an SNL skit right now? This is ridiculous. Like I saw some people quote like this is like reefer madness, you know, like people not understanding. Mm-hmm. But like the people should, who should be apologizing is – Travis Tiger, the CEO of USADA, should be the one who has to give that interview and defend ruining someone's dream over a substance that's legal everywhere, mainly. And it's not even about it being legal, illegal. It's not a performance enhancer. It's a, you are a bad role model enhancer. Stupid. Yeah. And you know what else? That, that, you know what like, is the one who has to apologize. The people who have to apologize are the people who are banning her. USATF should have to apologize. I mean, USATF just has to follow the rules they're given. But USADA and WADA, like I, yeah, that, those are the people who I want to see go on camera and be like questioned and be like, okay, so what? How are you safe? Your 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 job is to get cheats out of the sport. So tell me, right? what getting she carry out a sport is doing to get cheats out of the sport. And they're like, Oh, well, you know, morals. Okay, cool. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. I mean, at, at the very least they need to update this, this three point bulletin here because I, because they have updated a little bit because they said in 2019 CBD is legal. And as I mentioned before, athletes are promoting CBD as they should. Right. And as it should, it should be legal. I'm not saying make CBD uh, illegal. Again, I'm saying make the, make the whole policy make sense here. I'm thinking about to what you said yesterday as well, too, when you mentioned how this was going to impact her and whether or not this could enact change. When I watch this interview, I think about you know, how it's being perceived outside of the track world. And I do think, I do think it's rallied people to her side. You know, she's now told her story about what was going on during that time. But also, I think the rules of the rules people are real. I think they're a smaller group than we imagine. I think there's a lot more people out there who are like, this is ridiculous. And they're going to be in her corner moving forward because of this incident. Yeah. And, you know, I also want to give the take, like, 
She's young, and when she lives her full 80 years, the fact that she didn't get to compete this one time isn't going to, like, ruin her life. She still is going to have – but it's – so, like, we every time something tragic happens or what we think is a tragic or uh, miscarriage of justice, you always want to be like, this is the end of the world. But you have to recognize, like, life moves on, and her life moves on. She didn't break her leg and is unable to run, like – it's going to be okay, but doesn't make it fun to have to go through these 30 days of without Shakari. Oh, you, yeah. you, you, you don't know. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen the rest of her career. No, None of us know. And she was very confident in the back half of the interview. She had a good a vintage uh, Shakari quote. She says, this will be the last time the U.S. doesn't come home with the gold medal in the 100. Uh, and she talked about how, yeah, after her band's up, the – her suspension's up that she will be back competing and i think that's um a sign of how she's gonna gonna take it but it's just interesting because sometimes with these situations that athletes like super defiant and they call into question all the systems and rules and in her case she didn't do that right like you were way stronger <laughs> than she was in terms of defending her now you know, maybe that's uh, for for good reason. I don't know if the Mac strategy yeah, cool. has been vetted and, and and fully tested. And I get I get why she's doing that, but it's just interesting because if ever there was time to push back and be like, really, you guys are suspending me for this? Me? I'm a superstar. You're keeping me at the Olympics. Now would have been the time, and she didn't do it. And I think again, probably good in terms of the court of public opinion, but it would have matched up a lot better than some of these other defenses that we see when people are really, really resolute in their defense um, for things that are much worse. Yeah. Do you want to talk just... about the four by one? Do you want to talk about how big of a mess this is going to be? Well, I think now USA three well, or four times. I think yeah. they're going to, yeah. I think they're going to invite her. What do you think? It would be a bad look if they Again. did. Again, it's been brought up three or four more. Well, here's my, who who picks the team for the Olympics? The relay coach. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the relay. I'm talking about any member of the team. Who picks the team? Uh the the USOC? The okay. USATF selection committee. Okay. Is she qualified? So, yeah. The, does it say you have to compete at USA to be Selected for the relay pool? I mean, it probably does, but rule, I mean, rules are the rules here. It's going to get you again. And obviously the next person's probably going to get that slot. But everyone's saying, well, she's she can't compete because of the – she got DQ'd from trials. But USATF can decide how to pick their team, correct? Yeah. Well, the only thing that Other USATF countries. has to go – the only thing USATF has to go by is their own rules, right? But I also right. think – USATF breaks their own rules all the time. And the yeah. only time it matters is when people get upset about the rules that they're breaking. But I really don't think – who got seventh in the 100? Do we know? I'm um, looking up right now. I want to say it was uh, – Aaliyah Hobbs. Hobbs, Ooh, uh, Hobbs yeah. the, the DQ situation. But, like, I don't think people are going to be, like, rallying around Aaliyah Hobbs to be on the relay for Shakari Richardson. And 
I even think Aaliyah Hobbs wouldn't want – it's not going to be like, uh, yeah, I deserve this because yeah. – and it would well, be just to be an alternate. They wouldn't even – if it would be for her to be an alternate on the relay where, you know, so hmm. I don't know. I just wonder if you surveyed the rest of the 100-meter women here about who they want to run, not just on the 4 by one but in the open 100. I'm just interested to know what you'd come up with because, again – the ban will the ban what I keep calling it a ban. It's a suspension because it's four weeks. It's four weeks. Yeah. Like people have been grounded for longer than her suspension. Te- teenagers throughout the country have been grounded for longer than that. Uh she accepted it on the is it the twenty eighth? So yeah. July twenty so July twenty eighth, it'll be over. So I don't think this is going to happen. I again, I'm not reporting this. I don't have any information, but USATF picks the picks the team, and it's in. I, I know that it's in the rules that she has to compete, but I'm sure there's something in the rules that says if you're suspended at the beginning, uh, or if you're suspended at trials, then I mean, because technically she shouldn't be in the relay, right? If you if you're just thinking no, about it, I don't know where that technically is. I mean, they have. So okay, let's read the relay selection criteria. For the men's and women's 4x1 and 4x4, up to six athletes may be entered as members of each relay pool. The four athletes, including the alternate, entered in the respective individual events, 104, are required by World Athletics rules to be included in each pool. Okay. For each relay pool, in addition to the four athletes listed above, there will be two athletes selected. Selection of those two athletes will be made by a USATF head relay coach in consultation and cooperation with respective 2020 Olympic Games head coach or his or her designee. USATF's chief of sports performance, USATF high performance chair, and one non-competing athlete selected by USATF's athletes advisory committee. Right. Okay, so they never say so what two. the so – there's, there's two people, but it doesn't say anywhere what the criteria is for the athlete to be selected. It doesn't say anywhere that the athlete must be – have competed at the trials have competed. or have a legal performance at the trial. Yeah. So, so you have Oliver, yeah. Daniels, Prandini, and Thomas would be the ones that are guaranteed Yeah. per World Athletics rules. Then there'd be two other spots. English Gardner finished sixth and Aaliyah Hobbs finished seventh. Those would be the, the next two in. Traditionally, they've gone that route. Traditionally, they haven't just done a wild card and picked somebody who went out in the first round because they felt – Strongly about that person. They've been Did they pretty much let the Allison final. Felix? Did Allison Felix ever be no, on four by one without running the hundred? Well, no, you know, but then you can also add in additional people who qualify in other events. I'm not talking about okay. that. I'm just talking about the people that they, the six people that they bring for the hundred, has traditionally been the six, the top six from the trials or the U.S. Championships. That's always how it's been. They've just been they've defaulted to the. 100 meter results, which I think's been a good policy. Now, I didn't see this coming. So, this is a different situation here. Uh, I just wonder because I just, I feel like public opinion is, is behind her. And I think that people want to see her run. But I also don't know what the, like, if she's, if she's on this suspension until July 28th. I mean, is she then can she fly? I mean, she's going to miss the relay camp because I would assume you can't practice with the team until your suspension is, is over. Is that a rule, though? Is that a rule you can't practice with the team? 
you're you're not a big rules guy. You've established that early on in this. Podcast. No, yeah, I'm not. I don't think like what that like. They're not. You want to see her on the relay? You think she's been on the relay? Correct. Well, also, I'm also kind of worried about her being on the relay because I mentioned the Jamaican women's four by one is sacked, and Carrie might be like ten meters back by the time she gets a baton on that anchor leg. Like, mm-hmm. So maybe. Well, she gets to run though. What do you mean? I mean, who, she gets to run. Yeah, she, what I'm saying is like the visual, the visual of her it's just not a guaranteed win. Jamaica. It's gonna look a little different. But maybe the now this rallies the other U.S. athletes around Shakari to help bring her a you know a gold. I mean, at least we'll bring her a medal because we'll at least get second. Um, but it's not, it's not yeah, about just, it's not about it's like winning. It's about her getting to at least do something. True trials, but like it's also kind of like it's got to be super like frustrating. She's going to go to Tokyo and watch a race happen without her because of a archaic rule and then be like mm-hmm. allowed a race like two days later. It's, I mean, just, I mean, I don't, it just reminds me of the stupid rules that sometimes, you know, it's like airport security rules. Oh, take off your shoes. Oh, you know, make sure you can't have eight fluid ounces. It has to be 7.5 fluid ounces. We're saving the world by doing 0.5 less ounces right, or, you know, uh, that's right. what it reminds. It's a technicality, and we're pretending it's – we're just all agreeing to it because this is the rules. This is what we do. We take our shoes off. This is what we do. You know, stupid. All right, so there was a couple other stories we want to get to, and I'm sure in the coming week there will be plenty more to talk about. But in terms of Olympic eligibility, we found out this morning that Brianna McNeil lost her appeal of a five-year ban and – is going to miss this Olympics and would miss the next Olympics. Remember, she was provisionally suspended in January, but she was allowed to compete at the trials where she qualified. She finished second in that high hurdle race, but the Court of Arbitration of Sport today dismissed the appeal, and now she is out, which would mean Gabby Cunningham, who placed fourth, would be on the Olympic team in the high hurdles. Um, There's a full article in the New York Times. I encourage people to read it to get more details about this circumstance here. But um, yeah, so Kaz dismissed the appeal and we believe that Cunningham will go now. So once again, we're about to ban an athlete five years, not for a positive positive PED tests or positive random steroid here or there. It's because of a whereabouts slash messing with the whereabouts application system violation. This is, to me, it's just getting out of control what is going on. Coming off of, we're we're getting rid of an athlete because of cannabis. Now we're getting rid of an athlete because they lied about a date because of a, a, a before whereabouts. Not lied about a date. They misentered or allegedly misentered a date into the system during to to justify the reason why she missed a test. She mentioned in the New York Times article that she was recovering from an abortion, and that's why she did not get out of bed to answer the door. And 
she didn't want to, you know, reveal that situation. So she was trying to uh, manipulate the or adjust the form that you fill out or the, the app or whatever they fill out the timing. And because of this, it was considered tampering or attempted tampering mm-hmm. of doping control. Again, when I hear tampering of doping control, I visually think, oh, you're like switching out urine or you're like doing something crazy like, oh, changing your blood or this, or you're just stealing the tests and replacing with something else. But no, that's not what this is. It's you're tampering with the date, you know, and again, they yeah. had, they never got a positive. She's been banned again for whereabouts failure before for two years. She's now going to have served a seven year total ban, two years plus five with never having a positive test. Their system is broken, man. Like, and I get it. You need to have, you can't just let people miss tests forever because clearly there's, there'll be an advantage just missing tests whenever you want. But we are, we can't get our shit together here with anti-doping control. Whereabouts, look at, look at this tweet by Anson Henry. Coleman, whereabouts violation. Nasser, whereabouts violation. Brianna Kinnear, tampering. Shikari, weed. When are Chester's going to actually catch people doing drugs? Because all the people were banning and, and suspending are for technicalities and, oh, you didn't do it right. And rules are the rules. It's like, Coleman, rules are the rules. You shouldn't have gone. You should have You should have remembered. Well, I think the, you should have stayed and not gone to Chipotle. All, it's so stupid. I think the argument on the other side of that is, you know, in order to maintain a vibrant anti-doping program, like you have to be available for the whereabouts situations, right? Otherwise, doing all the tests is... Uh, impossible and then it's it's difficult to catch people who are not following the rules uh i think you know the fact that she had a previous one-year suspension is probably i mean they haven't put out their full explanation but i'm guessing because kaz writes teasers basically they give you they give you 300 they give you 300 words and then they leave you on the edge of the seat waiting waiting for more Uh, they should have like a netflix show i think um, I'd always refresh to the next episode if I was if I was watching the episode of Kaz. But I'm guessing what they're going to say is the first suspension had an impact on why the second suspension was so big, right? The fact that she already had the three missed tests violation, which I think most people, I actually, I don't want to speak for everybody, but the, re, the rationale and the reasoning behind those missed tests, a, a lot of them checked out. You know, one of them, she was literally at the White House. Another one, she was in Miami for Brianna Rollins Day. <laughs> it's not it's not as if they didn't know where where she was. Again, you could say, hey, it's it's your responsibility to to update the app and she she had a punishment for that. But this five years missing two Olympics is is massive. And I think tampering, I agree with you. You think one thing when you hear the word tampering, but it's it's a umbrella term that has to deal with anything related to the the whereabouts system or basically any sort of doping control system like we've seen athletes provide you know false information for example too right like changing where you were saying you're one place when you're actually another place any part of that system um if you mess with it i think falls under that uh, that tampering um umbrella so 
Yeah, it's a it's a tough time right now for for track and field. I think when you talk about all these together, and again, remind people each case is completely separate here. But you have the ones that you just listed between you know starting what Coleman feels like forever ago. Like we're we're forgetting that the guy who won the world title and is has the fastest had the fastest hundred uh, is out. <laughs> like we forgot about that <laughs> almost because there's been that there's been Houlihan, there's been Nasser, McNeil, and now Richardson. And again, uh, I mean that was when was that we did an episode with Coleman? That was yeah, less. Yeah, well, just a little over a year ago. But I mean, if you yeah. figured, you know, 2020 was a wash in terms of competition, that was just, that was, that was not, not at all too long ago. So they're all, all these are stacking one on top of the other, on top of the other. And I know last year was the year of the whereabouts failure, not just in the United States, but, but everywhere. Um, but to see the impact it's having, obviously moving forward, um, Folks are going to have to, I don't know, there needs to either be more education on on this um, or we're going to see this happen more and more, I believe. Yeah. I just think anti-doping needs to catch dopers, all right? Not rule violators. They need to be, it's not the anti, not doing the rule, anti-rule breaker association it's the anti-doping whatever they are and i get it you need to have rules in order in place to catch the dopers but like if most of it's like you know it's like the cop who is getting all the people with the speeding ticket trap yeah technically you're hitting your quota of your speeding tickets but are you really policing the streets by getting a bunch of speeding tickets are you really solving crime and helping the people or are you just getting people rolling through a red light and be like, boom, ticket, boom, ticket, boom, ticket. And I just feel like that's what they're doing. They're not actually catching the real crimes. They're catching the people who are rolling a red light or going 20 miles per hour over the speed limit. It's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 wanna, it's a bummer. I'll, yeah. And to go back to, and Richardson, again, I want to separate Richardson's case from these other cases because whereabouts failures are not the same as a marijuana positive. Here's a tweet from Michael Johnson. I don't know why marijuana is banned. Maybe a good reason, maybe not. I know how it feels to lose a parent. Indescribable pain. I'm from the same neighborhood as Shakira Richardson. Tough place. I wish people would stop calling her and this band stupid unless you know the reason for both. No, I'm going to keep calling it stupid. It's stupid. The, the band. You're calling the band stupid. The band yeah. is stupid. The band is stupid. Sorry, MJ, but it's stupid band. And we know it's stupid because we're literally going to see her compete two days later. And if she truly was a cheating athlete, you shouldn't let a cheating athlete all of a sudden compete two days later. Like, yeah. because she's not cheating and they know that they know she's not cheating. So they have to come up with a little dance around the situation and be like, Oh, we're doing our job. Yay. And they get to hide behind it, not hide behind quotes and let Shikari be the one who has to be all sorrowful and be like, I'm so sorry I did this horrible crime. And the people who actually created, who categorized this as a horrible crime get to go off scot-free and not be held accountable. You should be held accountable for creating bad rules. But they don't have to be. 
And I think the only way they will be held accountable is if you need like a big rising of like other athletes to be like, no, we are not, we, you need, you need governing bodies to be like, Hey, USADA, we're not going to work with you unless you take this off of the ban list. Like you need, I mean, that's uh, maybe that's what you gotta do. Maybe you gotta get all the governing bodies around in the, in the different sports to be like, Hey, yeah, we're, we're not going to follow this rule. So go for it. Test for weed again, but we're not going to ban them. We're not going to follow your rule. Oh, you're going to sanction us. Cool. Whatever. Have fun. Cause then you'll sanction everyone. I don't know. Maybe you got to play power, power arm or something like that. So strong arm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, the support, at least among athletes seems to be pretty strong. I know there's other people who have their own opinions about, you know, this and it being performed. I mean, I talked about last night. It's like, what percentage of the people think that it's rightfully classified as a PED versus what people are, other people who are just arguing, well, it's a rule and she should have known better. Ergo, the suspension is legit. I mean, there are some people who are arguing that it is actually performance enhancing. Um, Andre Lowe of the Gleaner, who broke the story here, has a tweet that I wanted to pull up here. Do you have the other one, Travis? That's just, there we go. Why is weed banned? There's a lot of confusion here about the effects of cannabis and sports performance. Tests show that marijuana improves oxygenation to tissues, relaxes muscles, decreases anxiety and tensions. These can all obviously boost sporting performance. I know, Andre. <sighs> I know I, I've, I've, I've gone on the European uh, trips with Andre, but he is, he's, that is not true. I'm sorry. He's trying to find a technicality to justify it because I know if he if Usain Bolt got was tested positive for weed, he would not be saying, "Oh yeah, that's why he's good." He because it relaxes him and, it, and he doesn't have anxiety because of it. Bullshit. Yeah, like, people are trying pe people are trying to make this mental like it relaxes you mentally and mental is as big as physical out there. I I I mean, you get you're you're gonna end up you can end up uh, putting a lot of stuff on the ban list then if that's the way you're gonna start categorizing. And again, we're looking at at tobacco relaxation. We're looking at USADA and WADA's own document here when they have the two of the three reasons here, and they're talking about it endangering them because of increased risk taking, slow reaction times, and poor executive functioning. None of that has anything to do with helping you run a fast hundred. And again, it re reads like a say no to drugs dare seminar from the nineties. And then you have that other point about it's not consistent with being uh, a, 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 an athlete, being a role model to young people around the world. And I think that if it was that performance enhancing, you would not be able to take a class to get it reduced to a one month ban because again this is in competition testing right you could really go hard on somebody if it was performance enhancing you could say man you ingested cannabis and then competed right away it was in your system it was really helping you run fast it gave no, you turbo mode yeah right but they don't believe that because you would not be able to plead down to one month if that was the case i'm sorry i'm sorry that's just not that's not how these operations work again. I think it's there um, as a relic of the past, and and these things need to be reevaluated. And 
and reassessed here in 2021. We grow, we learn, we involve, and maybe this will be the thing that that causes it to to to, to change. But yeah, if you're making the PED argument here, I think you're really really stretching. Uh, Sarah in the chat says maybe Flowtrack should test Gordon. Axel says Gordon is literally smoking right now. No, let me tell you something about Gordon. Uh, well, I don't I don't know everything about Gordon. Gordon doesn't. He puts a lot of unhealthy food in his body, but he's he's like not he's not like a big, you know, he doesn't color outside the lines as far as I know, Gordon. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you continue to believe that. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm I not just, like, no, yeah, no. I'm not that I'm not that wild of a person. I just I'm wild about ridiculous rules. I can see bullshit when I, I – you can smell bullshit here. You can see it. It's all over. They, Why are cannabinoids on the WADA prohibited list? Number three, we don't want people, young people, to not see, the, see bad role models. What? What? Tell me how it, like, improves your oxygen supply or does this and makes you recover quicker or, or – increases your muscle mass not you're a bad role model that should not be on a list it's not anti-doping that's that's yeah. anti-role modeling it's stupid yeah i mean i think the whole the whole like three criteria poses a health risk has potential to enhance performance and violates the spirit of the sport i mean the third one obviously spirit. is incredibly well that's incredibly subjective right b the b is should not be subjective it has potential to enhance performance but i think also should, does it enhance performance uh and when we meet out a pen, uh, punishment does it fit the crime you know did it alter the results did it change the outcome of this event i don't think anybody is making that point um all right we'll leave it there there's plenty of other stuff to talk about track's busy man track is busy uh thanks to colt for producing once again Thanks to Travis for producing. Gordon, appreciate your thoughts, your takes. We'll talk to you next time.